We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're less than one week removed from Lamar Jackson agreeing to his new five-year extension and the national media have moved on from their former divisive narratives about Lamar Jackson, but they've moved on to a new one that's honestly a bit lazy. Yeah, we're going to check in with ESPN's first take, Fox Sports Speak for Yourself, and The Rich Eisen Show. They're all saying similar things about Baltimore's QB1. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Wednesday, May 3rd, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. So with the NFL draft now in the rearview mirror, the Athletics' Jeff Zarebeck has his winners and losers from within the Ravens organization. So we'll break down those two categories just ahead. Plus, we'll dive into who the freak of nature that is new inside linebacker Trenton Simpson, who he is on the field, his personality, and he's got some bold statements already. Oh yeah, he certainly does. So we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Okay, Sarah, the national media let us enjoy just a few days of celebration after the Lamar Jackson extension and the draft before they started a new narrative that is probably going to frustrate some of the Ravens flock fan base. So what do you have? Yeah, they don't have the holdout narrative anymore, Bobby, and they can't call Lamar greedy or the Ravens cheap anymore. So... It's on to the next. They're all now using Lamar's new contract against him. Let's just start out. Check this out. This question posed to Rich Eisen. Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. He got paid, huh? He did. You should thank Jalen Hurts. Uh, Has to deliver a title to make this new deal worth it. Um, Sure. I'll go with that. I'll go with it. No, I will not go with that. I think it's lazy and I think it's unfair because any top 10 quarterback gets the next historic deal, barely edging out the previous one. And that's literally how the QB market works. Lamar got a fair market deal. So are we going to say that about all the other guys who got fair market deals? Jalen Hurts, was his deal not worth it if he doesn't win a Super Bowl? What about Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen? They've all gotten market deals in the last couple years, and none of them have won a title. So are we saying none of their deals were worth it? I hope so, if that's the standard that they're going to apply to Lamar. 
but it's a lazy and overly simplistic standard. And to Eisen's credit, he did think better of it and started to push back. How many of these quarterbacks are going to get paid like this? All of them. All of them are going to get paid like this. And none and they of them, better win. Not all of them are going to win a Super Bowl, though. So is it going to be a complete disappointment? No. What you need to do is you need to try. You need to have a seat at the table. You got to give it a whirl. This is a market value deal. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, then it's not worth it. Of course it's worth it to keep him. The alternative is not nearly as acceptable. Bobby, Rich is exactly right. Of course the Ravens hope to win a Super Bowl with the moves they made, but other teams are going all out too. It's a deep conference, and only one is going to make it to the championship game. So that can't be the only standard to decide whether market deals are worth it. You know, Sarah, there's another narrative that's starting to surface as well, and I've already seen it across multiple national sports shows on various channels. So... The folks that speak for yourself had a segment asking the panel if Lamar is out of excuses at this point, which is kind of funny because I never remember him making any excuses in the first place. But nonetheless, here's Emmanuel Acho. Lamar Jackson is officially out of excuses. Like done. Dunzo 25, Dunzo Joy Taylor, Dunzo Dave Hellman. All of the excuses for Lamar Jackson, they're finito. They're finished. Think about this, y'all. They said Lamar Jackson's OC, the OC that helped Lamar Jackson become a unanimous MVP. They said that he was holding Lamar back. So what did they do? They got rid of the OC and they brought in Todd Munkin. Old OC, you gone. Todd Munkin, you in. What else did people say? Well, they need to get Lamar Jackson some help at the wide receiver position. They not just with draft picks, get him a proven vet. So they paid Odell Beckham probably 3x his value, $15 million worth up to $18 million because people said Lamar Jackson needs a proven vet. Okay, they did that. What else did they do? Well, Lamar Jackson, he needs more receiver help. Odell's not necessarily proven. You go get Zay Flowers, a burner, 442 in the 40 out of Boston College, a elite speed wide receiver. Now you got Zay Flowers there, plus Rashad Bateman, plus Odell Beckham, plus Nelson Aguilar, plus uh, Mark Andrews, plus J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. Lamar Jackson, in my mind, has been given more than any quarterback has been given since I can remember. You could suggest... Jalen Hurts was given just as much as Lamar Jackson, but what did Jalen Hurts give the Eagles in return? He took him to a Super Bowl. And Sarah Acho isn't the only one saying this again within the national media. Here's ESPN's Stephen A. Smith. And even while we sit here and applaud the greatness of Lamar Jackson, and we're so grateful and happy that he got his bag, we're still here holding him accountable by saying, yo, bro, now you got to show out. You got to go out there and show out and validate all the hoopla that's been thrown in your direction because there's no excuses. We're looking at personnel now. Everything we said the Baltimore Ravens should do, they went out and did. did and gave you your money. Yo. Now you got to show up yo, and get yo. it done. we still sitting here and we're saying, yo, bro, no excuses. All right, Bobby. So first, I think it's fair for guys like Acho and Stephen A. to point out Everything that the Ravens have done to not only pay Lamar a historic deal, but also to surround him with wide receiver help. Because Baltimore's front office has rightly been criticized for not doing so in the past. And they took longer than many would have liked, but now they've delivered and they deserve that credit. So I think it's fair to say that, you know, Acho and Stephen A and whoever else are going to hold Lamar Jackson accountable. I get that. But what I want to know is what do they mean that he's out of excuses? Out of excuses for what? 
Well, Sarah, apparently you and Joy Taylor are on the exact same page because she asked the exact same question. Joy Taylor's a more out of excuses. Excuses for what? Excuses for not winning multiple playoff games. I guess you'd have so to. That's all he's he's only ever do. won one. He's got to win multiple playoff games. I think he has to probably go to the AFC Championship, but it's saying the same thing that you got to win multiple playoff games unless you get to buy. Okay. Again, I always just like to know what the parameters are. Like, are we, are we saying? Because we're saying like Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers just gets to the playoffs. It's a wonderful success. So I just I want to know what this what the measurement is for success. And then here's Joy and other panelist Dave Hellman's push back to Acho's no excuses narrative. How many quarterbacks in the AFC are we saying this about now? Because I got a I got a list. Okay, so if there's no excuse for Lamar, we're saying there's Good not point. any excuses. Go, there's not any excuses for Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Definitely not any excuses for Deshaun, a fully guaranteed Watson. <laughs> and oh, don't forget about Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. who bombed spectacularly with a supposed turnkey opportunity, according to a lot of people. He's got to bounce back. And I'll throw Josh Allen, Josh Allen in as well, just because yeah, the Bills have been some... favorites for a couple years. I mean, that's, that's a whole playoff field right there. You also left off Joe Burrow. I did. You also left off Justin Herbert. Oh, I forgot Herbie. Yeah, put him on there. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Stafford went to a pretty nice situation. Jalen Hurts, obviously. Dak Prescott. I mean, I was thinking. I was thinking AFC. I was thinking AFC a lot. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, Matthew Stafford's not in the AFC. Like, there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks who are in a lot, great situation. Yes. That don't make it to or win the Super Bowl because shady. It's hard to do that. Hard to do. Right. But from my perspective, Lamar Jackson really hasn't had that many excuses made for him. Lamar's always been held to this very extreme standard because he is such an electric player. I mean, coming into the league after winning a Heisman, there were people saying he wasn't good enough to play the position. Thank you, Joy Taylor and Dave Hellman. First off, Lamar has never once made an excuse about his playoff record. Bobby, you alluded to the fact that he hasn't. He's never put blame on his teammates or anyone else. He always points to himself. And secondly, as they alluded to, there are six quarterbacks in the AFC who have been paid top-of-the-market quarterback deals in the last couple of years. Six and it's expected that two more are about to come down the pike, as they said with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. So that'll bring it to eight. Bobby, there are only seven AFC playoff spots. And then there are only two spots for the AFC championship game, which Acho is saying Lamar must reach or or what? What, Acho? He's not a good quarterback? Sorry, but get out of here with that for me. Yes, of course the goal is the playoffs. Of course the goal is the AFC Championship. Of course the goal is the Super Bowl. But that's the goal for all eight of those quarterbacks. Not everyone's going to make it. That's the reality. And that's why it's a lazy take to say AFC Championship or you're a failure or it's a bad contract. But if you're going to stick to that, if you're going to stick to that narrative saying it's no excuses for Lamar, then you better be doing it for everybody else. Otherwise, you're unfairly targeting number eight. Still to come here on The Vault, Jeff Zarebek's winners and losers within the Ravens from the 2023 NFL Draft. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Bobby, with the NFL draft now in their rearview mirror, the Athletics' Jeff Zrebeck detailed who he feels are the winners and losers within the Ravens organization. Yeah, so why don't we just start with kind of ripping off the two lists. Uh, winners, he has Eric DaCosta, Todd Munkin, Tyler Huntley, Lamar Jackson, both J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, Ben Cleveland, and John Simpson. Here's the losers category, Patrick Queen. Ravens fans who covet one o'clock games on Sundays. That's an entire category within a category. Devin Duvernay, James Prochet, and Tylen Wallace. And how about this one? The Ravens don't care about the receiver position crowd uh, flanked by the young cornerbacks group. So obviously, we don't have time to run through his reasoning behind every single name and category, Sarah, but... That's the full list, and there's a couple petty ones on there, which I love. Yeah, and some are pretty obvious, and ones that we've already covered extensively in recent episodes, like Eric DaCosta and, hello, Lamar Jackson. We all know why they've had themselves a banner offseason. But, Bobby, let's pick apart a couple of these here. What was Jeff's reasoning for having Dobbins and Edwards listed as winners? Yeah, so he basically details how much perceived interest Baltimore had in Texas running back Bijan Robinson, who ultimately ended up being selected eighth overall by Atlanta. So there was no way the Ravens were moving into the top 10. And being that they didn't address the position at all throughout the draft or via free agency, it reaffirms what we already believed to be true a week ago, right? And that's that the front office is all in on riding the Dobbins-Edwards combination this fall while sprinkling in Justice Hill when need be. And I think a similar vote of confidence applies to Tyler Huntley, right? I mean, he now sits in the driver's seat as a shoe-in to serve as Lamar's backup this fall because Baltimore opted not to pull the trigger on a quarterback in both the draft and free agency, at least to date. But let's keep moving through this. What did Jeff have to say about starting left guard candidates, Ben Cleveland and John Simpson, being listed as the winners? Yeah, so basically with Ben Powers departing for Denver and free agency and the Ravens choosing to draft both developmental tackle, Malaisala Amuvai Laulu. I've had some time to work on that. Thank you, Big Sala. I should apologize to you for what I did to you over the weekend. I'm going <laughs> to keep working on this uh, as we move forward. But uh, both Big Sala and guard Andrew Voris, uh, those guys being drafted. And by the way, Voris is likely going to miss all of 2023 as he recovers from that torn ACL sustained 
at the combine. The team is basically making it known that, hey, Cleveland, Simpson, you guys are set to compete for starter honors at left guard. Now, although Baltimore could always bring in a free agent interior O lineman at any point, but those guys are the front runners right now. So if I'm Ben Cleveland, I am showing up all offseason long, making sure I'm in shape because it's your job to lose as far as I'm concerned. All right, so moving on to the losers of this year's draft. We've already covered why Patrick Queen finds himself on Jeff's list, being that Baltimore drafted Clemson linebacker Trenton Simpson to serve as his future replacement. But what does Jeff have for the young cornerbacks? So the angle that he takes here is roster projection knowing that, hey, another DB is now in the mix, right, with the drafting of cornerback Caillou Blue Kelly, and we're also operating under the assumption that a veteran cornerback is probably on his way to Baltimore in the near future as well. So while those moves don't necessarily directly affect the likes of Brandon Stevens, Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, and Trayvon Mullen, some tricky decisions are going to have to be made at the end of the summer and I don't foresee all of those names that I just mentioned making the 53-man roster. So really, it's just about number crunching. All right, so the category, which I thought was pretty clever from Jeff, uh, the Ravens fans who covet 1 p.m. Sunday games. Uh, that's that's me, by the way, Bobby. When we're up till past midnight, <laughs> yeah, I like those 1 p.m. games. So uh, that is a pretty obvious one. And we recently learned that the NFL's annual schedule release is set for next Thursday, May 11th. And by the way, in case you were wondering, we will be live streaming from about 7.30 to 10 that evening. But with the star power littered up and down Baltimore's roster, I expect the league to honor that and max out as many primetime games as possible, which is five on the initial schedule. So there's that one that right there that's pretty obvious on Jeff's list. But let's finish here, Bobby. What did Jeff have to say on returning receivers in Duvernay, Prochet, and Wallace? Well, first and foremost, I think you and I are going to have a bunch of wee hour nights ahead of ourselves uh, <laughs> this fall, you know, on whether it's on Sunday nights, Monday nights, Thursday nights. But uh, yeah, I expect that number to be five as well. And then, like I said, you know, Jeff made it clear that's the initial schedule. That means there could still be a flex job at some point throughout the season based on how things shake out down the stretch. So, anyway, it is no secret how much of an emphasis the front office put on retooling the wide receiver room this offseason. We all know it. And assuming everyone stays healthy, Prochet and Wallace have got to be looked at as 53-man roster bubble players right later on this summer. And given the additions of Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar, and Rashad Bateman ret returning for his third NFL season, it's fair to wonder how many touches will be coming Duvernay's way, right? Offensively speaking, we know how valuable he is as a return specialist. But to me, Sarah, the moral of the story here is that it's not a great year in Baltimore to be an undrafted rookie wide receiver, right? Like, like Dante Demas from College Park or one who could potentially find himself on the outside of their top five like Prochet and Wallace for once in the Lamar era for once. There's real competition and depth in this wide receiver room. So, Sarah, we're going to continue our profiles of the Ravens' rookie draft class. So, next up is spotlighting Baltimore's second pick in Trenton Simpson, who was taken in the third round, number 86 overall. So, what do you got on him? 
All right. Well, first off, I can tell you that he grew up as a military kid because his dad was an army ranger. <laughs> That's pretty legit. He completed missions in Afghanistan. So he's very close to his father. And, and obviously he's had a huge influence in his life. Now also, Simpson primarily grew up in Georgia, where, of course, fellow Ravens inside linebacker Roquan Smith grew up and played college ball. So it comes as no surprise who Simpson named when he was asked about who he models his game after. Definitely Roquan Smith. Now, I grew up, I'm from Columbus, Georgia. Um, and just seeing him at Georgia, he won the Bucks Award, man. Like, it's, it's going to be a pleasure playing with him. And I know I'm going to be able to take a lot from him. And uh, his mindset, he's a dog. He he plays hard. He plays the right way. Um, and it's the, reason, it's the reason why he's the highest paid linebacker in the NFL right now. So, man, I'm just blessed to be in a room with a guy like that. So, cause I know I'm going to pick up, I'm willing to listen and I'm going to put the work in and whatever he do, whatever workouts he doing, I'm willing to come and join. I'm ready to work. Yeah. Sarah, we can already tell that he's got a strong work ethic. He's got a great head on his shoulders. And based on that clip, you know, just knowing how his dad brought him up, it's, it's pretty obvious, but on top of his personality, what else can you say about him as a football player? All right. Well, I would say that he's a versatile freak of nature. <laughs> okay. His speed is his superpower. He can run sideline to sideline and close on the ball in a hurry. I'm telling you, Mike McDonald and the Ravens, we already know they like this positionless football to confuse opposing offenses. And McDonald can have a lot of fun with Simpson, especially in this rookie year as he fits him into some sub packages early like he did with Kyle Hamilton last year. And Bobby, let me also say this. Many draft experts, including those at Sports Illustrated, are saying that Simpson could develop into one of the steals of the draft. Simpson was ranked by many, many experts as the second best inside linebacker. And the Athletics' Dane Brugler had him ranked on his board at number 38 overall. Now, as we know, he didn't go until almost 50 picks later at 86. Which explains why the Ravens went with him in the third round instead of one of the remaining cornerbacks on the board, right? You know, if... If he was rated anywhere close to what Brugler had, then he very well could have been the highest rated by far for the Ravens at that point. I think EDC kind of suggested that. Yeah, yeah, he did. And quickly, Bobby, one last thing on Simpson. I think Ravens fans are going to love his personality. He has got a passion for this game, and he's already making bold statements. We're going to see in this, this in this career of Trent Simpson, y'all y'all not going to regret this pick. And um, I'm going to maximize every opportunity, man. And Trent Simpson going to go down as one of the greats for a Baltimore Ravens. Believe that. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this from Ravens fullback Pat Ricard, who was a guest on Glenn Clark Radio earlier this week. And he was asked about Todd Munkin's new offense. He said, quote, he makes a scheme based on players. I do see a role for myself in this offense. I'm excited for it. It may not be as much as with Greg Roman, but I'm okay with that. As long as we're winning games, I do my part. That's all I care about, close quote. And I mean, the guy's just, every winning organization needs a guy like number 42. In other news, just in case this fell through the cracks of draft weekend, Zay Flowers was asked how excited he is to be playing in the AFC North not long after he heard his name called on Thursday night. Honestly, I don't even know who in the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals, Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. Oh, yeah, that's lit. We got some good games. Sarah, the good news is he's got plenty of time to familiarize himself with the division before week one, but 
at the very least, I hope he does his due diligence on this Ravens-Steelers robbery, and I think hopefully his teammates will help him out with that. And finally, Ravens salary cap analyst Brian McFarland tweeted this update out on Tuesday, quote, the Ravens will have a 2023 rookie pool of just over $6.8 million. This is the total of the 2023 cap numbers for the team's six draft picks. Due to the rule of 51, however, the team will only need just north of $1.9 million in overall cap space to fit the rookies in since most of the picks fall outside the top 51 cap numbers, close quote. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We create our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you know, we've been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll help us keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons this month, Dion Coleman and Lisa Schaffner. We appreciate you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email in the meantime via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But we'll be back on Thursday with the Ravens news you need to know.